Well, it'll seem like magic to most people. Okay, so getting to the point on magic, all I've been describing is that your mind and the way that you see things is magic, is the force that creates the events in your life. Yes, sir. No stone unturned. That was a that was a funny intro there. Took us about three times, but we're here, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Cynic, what's cooking, baby? Take three hundred and fifty-seven. <laughs> we got it this time. Thanks to the editing, though, no one would ever know. <laughs> I'm excited today, Cynic. We got somebody very special in the studio today. My boy Adrian the Fifth is here in studio with us, man. He's uh he's awesome. I love having conversations with him we go deep down the rabbit hole a lot of times so it was very easy to make the decision to say let's get him on the podcast and let's, what, let's talk some shit 11 11 eastern time right now oh that's the, the numbers don't <laughs> lie baby no i'm really glad to have you on i'm really glad to have you on that's really even before we started recording we already had some interesting conversations and blew my mind already a couple of times with that awesome cap you're wearing and uh <laughs> cool yeah i'm glad to have you no no cap for now no cap, no cap son <laughs> all right there cynic so let's slide into it man we got a couple things to talk about i guess i'll kick it off with fun fact and then we'll get rolling here man see what we get out of this one yes sir So today's fun fact is the heart of a blue whale, the largest animal on earth, is 5 feet long and weighs 400 pounds. The whale in total weighs 40,000 pounds. God damn. So the heart alone is 400 freaking pounds. The blue whale, ladies and gentlemen. That's your fun fact. I think that's right about the limit, the capacity for me to be able to really capture or really understand how big that is. Like 400 pound heart heart but i mean it makes sense right isn't isn't it the biggest mammal the blue whale it is and it's fucking forty thousand pounds that's how <laughs> much the whole carcass weighs that's incredible i don't understand what is the evolutionary necessity for that damn animal to get so big oh we're gonna go right into it <laughs> what do you what do you think there adrian <laughs> the blue whale any whale is such a sacred animal man they they do appear the way that they do in this realm in this reality this uh dimension but imagine what the hell is going on in that mind bro imagine what kind of worlds they're imagining and giving life to in a different dimension mm. that's what they do bro like if their heart weighs 400 pounds how big is their brain <laughs> you know and how developed is their frontal cortex yeah like, man. we think we're special we do yeah 
That's that's a good mm. way to look at it, dude. I mean, they've been around for a long fucking time. <laughs> Not as long as alligators, I think, but let me see how long a blue whale's been around. And they do. You can imagine they, they, the shit they've seen. They you travel know? in packs. They know? do. They're yeah. very uh, family oriented. They have songs, so they do what they can in this in this reality. You know, they do what matters in terms of a life. And I guess they live something like a hundred, two hundred years. Fact check that one, but I I don't know. I think well, they live pretty long. The species check in that. itself. Check check the the length of a singular life, but the species itself has been around for one point twenty five million years. Who's to say that they didn't imagine? into a different dimension what transcended down into this physical dimension and gave birth to humans even maybe i don't know alligators have been around for 245 million years i want to explore the dimension the dimension part a little bit well that's just dude that's just i'm saying like there is for us you yourself as, as a thinking breathing human being can experience your own imagination right mm-hmm how who is to say that you have a poor imagination or a good imagination you know most for the most part what we do is we say if it exists in the real world if you can bring it into reality if you can bring it into reality then you know that guy has a good imagination no matter how dumb you might look you know mm. but if you're the kind of person who doesn't express it who doesn't manifest it into reality then do you really have an imagination hmm I'm talking on the human level, mm -hmm. but in the whale level, you can see they, they have songs, they travel in packs, they, they're family oriented, you know, they travel long distances together. They know the map of this planet, of this realm mm -hmm. in physical reality. They know it from the depths of the ocean, you know, in areas that, you know, man can't go or maybe they can but you know maybe they don't share it with the rest of us <laughs> hmm. or, they, or they don't do it you know in a way that you can really trust so you can really trust what you see and what you explore and what you get from other people that you trust who have explored uh, if you have a network of information like that then you can pretty much make it you know whales have that that's a really interesting take that's a really interesting take and and i'm glad that we're already kind of teasing a little bit the direction we're going to go today Right, because we're going to yeah. be touching on, on magic, uh, which is something I don't think we've talked about yet on the podcast, and it's going to be a slightly different take on magic, I think, than most people would expect. So, um, I'm glad that we could already tease that a little bit, and and I'm really interested. I, I find it really fascinating your your take on. I, I I've never really thought about whales and their experience and sort of the kind of lives that they they lead like everything you mentioned right but it really is when you mention it when you bring it up and i think about it it really is damn interesting and it really makes you think about how much they have seen how much they do process how much more they maybe actually know in a subtle way right it's hard to, to disconnect about how, how you know things the way we think about it because we you know we're all material and everything but mm -hmm. on a subtle aspect it makes a lot of sense. We live entire realities in our minds, bro, especially as kids. That's true. In some cases, we end up manifesting those in the long term. But in other cases, we just dream about stuff and we never see it come to come to light. You know, mm -hmm. so come back to it. Do you have a poor imagination if you can't manifest what you imagine? What's the measure of an imagination? Are you J.K. Rowling because you wrote Harry Potter? You have a great imagination. Hmm. or are you just serving the, this physical reality you know and that's there's nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. that's fine yeah i think i think the the older you get the more you you shift towards serving the re this reality right the more you lose your imagine that imagination and the power of it and the faith in it because you have a lot of faith in the possibilities when you're younger and the older you get the more cynical you get. Hence me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's, up, what's up, cynic? <laughs> Yo, you remember when we went to that, it was one time that you were down here visiting. That was the first time that I was introduced to magic in a different sense. Because usually you hear magic and you think hocus pocus and, yeah. you know, witchcraft and stuff like that. Do you remember that meeting that we went to? But it was about magic. It was like at West Palm Beach. We had to drive almost like 45 minutes. Yeah. Vaguely, do you remember? I do vaguely remember. Wasn't it? Or were you living here 
Maybe you were living here already and we just went. I think it was like the OTO or something. A meeting from the OTO. I don't remember the name directly, but I remember really being fucking impressed. You guys went to that? Yeah. <laughs> you guys went you guys went to a Order of the Eastern Temple, Ordo Templus Orientis meeting? I don't know. I don't remember the name. I just remember the experience and it just being <laughs> mind blowing because I never knew of magic to be thought of that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the way it was explained, the way he was talking about it was completely different from what you naturally think when you hear magic. Well, what mm-hmm. do you what do you naturally think? Is that hocus pocus? That's what comes to mind because yeah. that, that's what we were fed. Like a magician. We were fed that in movies, weren't we? Or how did we get that? Did we get that from Bugs Bunny? Who did we get that from exactly? Hocus Pocus. That's what magic is. Abracadabra. <laughs> I mean, that you know, you have magicians portrayed in that way. Magicians in the sense of, you know, the guys up on stage. You know, they're portrayed in that way and they're, and they're using terms like that. Like, at least in, in, in what we have seen on, on television, especially when we were younger, right? There's a magician on stage and he or she says hocus pocus abracadabra and then they make some flower appear out of their sleeve or something like that. And I think that's the kind of magic at least, I mean, I wouldn't put myself in that category anymore, but I think most people probably first think about that kind of magic, stage magic, I guess is the way to to describe it best. Yeah, the magician is this guy, right? I'm going to change the word magician. We're going to call it individual, right? So the magician is an individual who stands before a crowd or a collection of people, a collective. It's an individual person who you can say, that's David Copperfield. He's going to make the Statue of Liberty disappear. But, you know, it's not real. It didn't really happen. It's right. an illusion. And they get you to think that um, illusion, magic, isn't a real thing. It's just a technique or a way of fooling people. Mm. And, and then the real meaning of magic is the use of will to change reality, right? The, co- the concentration of will directed at and aimed for the changing of reality. And um, they get you to think it's illusion, which is not correct. untrue. You're changing realities, but more like the perception that people have of reality. And that is magic. That's a form of magic. When you change people's perception of reality in some way to favor your thing or your people or, you know, your agenda. And you do it in a way that they don't realize you're pulling the wool over their eyes. That's magic, right? We know that because David Copperfield taught us that. Mm-hmm. So then you think magic is not something I could do. Cause I don't, I'm not good with mirrors and smoke. Right? So me as an individual, I'll never be part of that. And you, and you by thinking that way form part of a big collective of people that have been taught to think that way. <laughs> and they don't see the magic in their own lives every day, you know, like even the negative thoughts are producing negative uh, events in your life. So you really have to be careful with what you think, because that's the first thing you have to take control of your own mind. How many people out there are controlled by other people's thoughts and opinions and guilt and shame and lower frequency forms of thinking? So the first thing you got to do is take control of your own mind and realize that there is magic being used on you. If you're not programming your mind, you know, somebody else is. I have, I feel like this is all awesome stuff. And I'm, I'm a little worried that we started off really on the deep end already. <laughs> Literally, hey, bro, listen, whales. If the blue whales take us there, we're going to take a dip with the blue whales, baby. <laughs> all right. So y'all got y'all to gotta tag along. Sink or swim, baby. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So the individual, right, is always leading or historically has always, always been leading society. You blame things on the individual. You say the Nazis, that was Hitler. And furthermore... It was Goebbels and Himmler and so forth and so on, right? And today, if you're on one side of the of the fence, you're saying it's Trump, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And then on the other side, you're saying it's it's Obama somehow still, yeah. you know, literally throwing parties in yeah. the middle of a, a worldwide pandemic. But, <laughs> you know, that's all magic, bro. All of that stuff is perception outside of yourself that gets you to change your opinion about things that really affect you. But that, that in itself is magic. Anytime you do something where a symbol is created to represent an idea, that's magic. That's a sigil. You know, it can be word magic by the way the thing that you've created sounds. And it could be visual magic in the way that you create the logo or the branding, which is, an, is magic. It's an art to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's 
arts, music, uh, is magic. That's a way of transmitting information that could be emotional, mostly emotional, and that's the way that it connects on the subliminal level. level. Mm-hmm. So all of this stuff is literally magic, and it's developed as a high form, a high technology of magic. Do you think that we have the ability to use magic to change the reality around us? Every every minute of your day, yeah. Yeah. You change a thought, you change everything. I believe in that too, man. Yeah. Electric magnetic pulses. And there's nothing stopping you from doing that. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing stopping you from I staying. think it's just knowing that you have that power, right? Knowing that you have the ability because it's there's a realization that happens, right? There's what we always think of life to be and then there's this kind of breakthrough where it's like man i have a i have a lot more control on the things that happen around me than i ever thought i did yeah you know it's not i'm not just kind of leaving things up to chance i can i can change the way things happen just by the way i approach them and i think that's when that realization happens that's a that's an interesting one well scary a little bit the realization uh is totally dependent on the individual and like their experience yeah and whether or not they're going to admit something that to this point in their life has been subconsciously experienced, not consciously experienced. Yeah. So when you go conscious experience, you know, that's why they say meditation. Meditation is the way to gain more consciousness. How do you how do you meditate? What's the, the easy way to meditate and get in a meditative mind is to sit in Still. any any position that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to sit in butterfly pose or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just sit in a chair feet firmly on the ground, your back straight, and just breathe, right? And then pay attention to your breathing, in, out. You can start counting to four, in, four, out. And then grow that more. Like Wim Hof, you know, the Iceman? Yes, that guy's amazing. He has a breathing method that allows you to endure cold temperatures. So it also affects the way that your brain and your body receives information from the environment. That's he says that's the only way he's successful in doing those <laughs> those things that he does where he gets in the water and he's in there in this freezing water. I don't know if you've seen him yeah. sitting before. He says the only reason I'm being able and what and there's great effects to that, you know, for the body, but the only reason I'm able to do that is because of my breathing and that breathing technique. If not I wouldn't be able to All right. it generates heat. Yeah. They say that there are monks in the Himalayan mountains that are able to levitate at those high altitudes just by the way that they breathe and you know the vibrations that they have i gotta see that man come on we got enough cameras around here guys give me a monk floating yeah we should. i want to see it you hear about it right in yeah. stories how that's how we that get information with their mind i mean that has to be on some level you know it could also be like an esoteric meaning like that by levitating you're sort of like in a higher frame like yeah. they say the the way to the superconscious is through the subconscious. So if you get subconscious understanding of what's going on in there, which is a contradiction, you know, you're not supposed to like the the shadow is deep basically, yeah, yeah. Um, and it goes far. It goes back to your ancestry. It's all this like hidden knowledge that you have you have in you, like a dog. You know, it knows how to be a dog. We know how to be humans yeah. because we have some ancestral DNA that is in our way we think you know protection coded that way yeah Yeah. protection and like awareness and you know escapism and all this stuff i think i think those are those are things what you're describing is is similar to to what uh, carl jung described as archetypes yeah there's these these things that are almost like a genetic memory that um yeah that are inside that that are part of all of us. We're we're not conscious of them necessarily, but we, in one form or another, replay them, over and over again, and we see them recurring, in our lives. Cycles, right? Yeah, cycles. Yeah, cyclically, and we 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 don't necessarily see them as archetypes, but, or or we don't just think of them as archetypes. But um, that's what he was getting at when he was describing his his take on on the conscious and the unconscious and basically memory. I, I say genetic memory because I don't know the term he used exactly. But um, these these things, these parts of us that are way, way, way older than, than we realize and actually influence how we see the world and behave in the world and, and yeah, the things that we do. So it, it sounds really familiar to me, a lot of what you're saying from, from a different perspective. But 
I think that's the point. I think certain truths will repeat themselves. Like the shading might change a little bit, but they all come from the same kind of core, I think. Yeah, we're just we're just describing a landscape that exists mm. not in this realm. I would agree with that completely. You know, but one thing I wanted to get back to just quickly, when you mentioned pro-life and you said you, you thought it was pro-life that was sort of magic or magic, let's say magic words. I kind of thought in a way it is as well. Yeah. Right. Because you, it makes you feel a certain kind of way. It gives you, it makes, it puts you in a certain kind of position, almost autom almost automatically. It's almost this self righteous, you know, feeling in this position that that you're in. If you're if you're a so called pro life person, right? But it's it's also heavily manipulative, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know that so many people who are supposedly pro life go throw pro-life right out the window when it comes to the death penalty yeah so i i think it's i don't know maybe uh what we would say it's like a loaded term but yeah it should be more correctly like pro-life for babies yeah but not for people <laughs> that do shit <laughs> yeah so yeah i just that's something that's kind of stuck in my mind i want to get address it before we go Go further. One of the definitions of magic is used in magic or working by magic, having or apparently having supernatural powers. Do you think that any part of magic, the way you interpret it, is supernatural? Any uh, highly technological in in instrument or invention is going to seem like magic to a less technologically uh, that's evolved. A good point. You know, that's a good point. Who was it that said that? Carl Sagan, I think. Oh, he said something similar, no? Stan, uh, Stanley, am I thinking Stanley Clark? Is he a bass player? He might be the bass player. <laughs> Adrian V is the bassist for Contra, by the way, guys. Fun fact, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've heard it in another way before. Yeah. Well, it'll seem like magic to most people. Okay, so getting to the point on magic. All I've been describing is that your mind and the way that you see things is magic. Is the force that creates the events in your life. Because... If I'm into music, and let's say I'm, I'm Dr. Dre, and it's 1987 or whatever, 1984, <laughs> he's DJing, he's doing what he's doing, and then the world around him conforms in a way that benefits him in more ways than one, you know? Mm. Beyond mm -hmm. mon monetarily, it gives him the ability to explore these things we're talking about, you know, and, and appreciate how far it's, he's come from the first thought that he had on the matter and how through the process of experience and going through these things and having access to these new uh, realm qualities, right? Like luxury, uh, security, you know, things that are not in um, innate to certain parts of the, you know, the community that he came from. Mm -hmm. There was this whole thing in the eighties where like that, and you can, you could back in the day, find it on YouTube. It was these um, like black professors of magic. And that's where I, I got up some of this stuff from, you know, like just this way of thinking. And um, I don't think they, they're on YouTube anymore, but but they were basically talking about the the ones that sold out, which were the ones that got to the top of industries. And, you know, like basically that they were well known around these circles because everybody was exploring all these uh, magical practices like the OTO and ritualistic magic and things like that. And all of this is going on in the background in these secret societies or whatever. And the truth is that what they're doing is they're finding ways to manipulate bigger groups of people. When you say they, who are you referring to now? Like the Dr. Dre's of the world? Yeah, the people that okay, okay. understand the, the effect of what they do in terms of magic, the symbols mm -hmm. they create and how they influence masses of people, you know, yeah. and, and how this, this technology has evolved alongside the other, you know, technology, ele elect electronic, electrical, electromagnetic, all of the different frequency uh, plays that man has made, you know, with this reality. Uh, the ability to communicate simultaneously at two different locations at the same time, you know. <laughs> this is quantum physics in practice. And we've been able to create instrumentation and other things that give us a better experience of this of this reality and it's not nobody's explaining that to us nobody's telling us why you know so some of us are just accepting it and going along with it and not seeing the use of it uh, some people do like dr dre you know he took the the synthesizers that were around that he had access to 
he took the recording equipment and then he he created this thing that became commercially viable and uh, he benefited from that magic mm. you know and just the thought and belief and uh, ritual every single day to get good at something it doesn't even feel like something you're doing but once you do it consciously once it becomes a conscious thing that oh look look what i've been doing just by habit all these years then you realize it's magic in the moment like and you have control of it once you realize that do you think that he was the one that was in control of that and that sequence of events happening like or do you think it was more like a universe type thing where it was like he would have landed there regardless i mean was it was his work ethic i mean in your opinion obviously we don't know him personally but speaking about the magic i just i don't i think if i if i've never heard about it before i hear that and i think that it kind of just happened on its own and it didn't happen because of Propelling what he you did. Forward. Uh-huh. You attract that. You, you, it all happens within networks. It's like a network of influential people. It's a network of powerful, you know, wealthy people. And they own the studios. They see the intent behind the thing that was created. They, they see the subtext in the symbol. What is it really saying? What, what effect is this going to have on a million people? Hmm. You know, and they say, well, this is profitable. This is good for business. Let's promote it. Let's get this guy in. Let's, you know, let's give him an, a, a leg up as well, you know, and say, you know, go start your own companies. We'll, we'll fund them, you know, or mm. basically, you know, just we'll be in business. And um, I'm not saying, you know, Dr. Dre in particular, but there are other examples that make more sense, like, you know, in the, in the business world. And that's where all of this stuff is like, symbolically, it's giving like paying homage to is like jay-z i'm a businessman you know mm-hmm. and the whole thing is is just like kissing ass to the military industrial complex which is you know you guys know this guy um some guy in the army right he was army intelligence funny looking dude with like weird eyebrows uh, he's a magician basically he was like uh, michael aquino is the name yeah i know him yeah and uh so he's from temple of set Temple of Set in the army, army intelligence officer. I think he's a five-star general or some shit. If that mm. is, a, if there is such a thing, and um, he's a magician, right? An open, out there, magician. Mm-hmm. Just think about that for a second. And everything I'm telling you, like, if you understand the creation. But when of you symbols, say magician, you don't mean a rabbit coming out of a hat. No, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean David, just so the people aren't David Copper. David Copperfield. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, he's a confirmed magician. He's not making the Statue of Liberty disappear. Okay. He's he's like influencing your mind to accept, you know, war, outright destruction for 20 plus years in your lifetime, in our lifetime. You know, it's mm-hmm. and it's normal and nobody's going to do a damn thing about it. No one's going to stop us, you know, and they haven't. And we as a collective of people, you know, that don't have it all figured out. We're just like, we get into other shit. Yeah. You know, we, we look the other way. And that in itself is a magical act. And that's to get people to be like that. It's against their nature. You know? Yeah. Here's, here's the thing, like my my annoyance with, with, with the whole, uh, annoyance is probably not the right word. But what kind of irks me a little bit is the, the first thing I think is everything we're talking about right now for everyone, anyone who's listening or will be listening. It's really about what I describe as a very subtle kind of magic. It isn't rabbits out of the hat stuff. Exactly. That's the first thing. Second of all, it's a magic that requires so much patience and so much confidence. Is that the right word? Self-confidence. It's like, this is like the long game, you know, what these guys are doing, you know. And what I find is particularly makes it particularly difficult to for people to even bother with this kind of magic is the fact that we have this we're in the society that is so materialistic and i want it now mm-hmm. that you know to put in the kind of work and i guess sort of change the way you're thinking to to the point where you are are really living your life in 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 this way where you know every action you take you you realize the potential magical consequences of it and and you're really aware of what it's like so our society is is not 
it's not there and it hasn't been there for a very long time and I don't see it going back there. So you, I think that's why you have these certain people in certain, I don't know, fields or careers or whatever who maybe dabble in it or they have the luxury to, to really, you know, take their time with it to experience it while the rest of us, you know, are stuck in the material matrix. world and, and just, you know, trying to divide our time between work, you know, family, sports, all the illnesses, you know, the shit that's killing us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the fear. It, fear. It's, yeah, there's so much. It's like the, the, you know, this kind of magic is has become so muddied with so much Dude, BS. Most people, most people are walking around going, Aflac. You know, like, they're like, they're like, do 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 they're just like going around with like corporate jingles in their head all day yeah, long. Exactly. Right? Just exactly. to get through the day. It's the drug. But what, what most of us never realize is that, like you said, you know, this shit is all around us all the time. From the, the language that we use, the symbols that we see all over the place that we don't even put two and two together. A lot of these logos from companies. The symbols. They're the all over the place. Symbols. Yeah. And you have to give praise to a well-made symbol you have to you, you're obligated to if you don't recognize the beauty and the intent that goes into something no matter how it's being misused or abused mm. if you do that you will you will yourself create symbols of great quality hmm. all right so i just pulled up symbols that have hidden meaning hit us with it the fedex the fedex symbol is a good one yeah the fedex logo yeah it's got like an arrow yeah but that's more just a signified shit moving forward you know like yeah. trucking and yeah exactly the amazon symbol the smile the smile like most people don't know that the smile that little arrow that's going like that the smirk all that shit makes you feel a certain kind of way and sometimes without you realizing it's making you feel a certain kind of way it's like they're hypnotizing you man clockwise arrow it's counter it's a counterclockwise arrow yeah so maybe that means something too right? <laughs> <laughs> right. We're all being put to sleep, man. We don't even know it. Oh, shit. Yeah, it can be pretty terrifying if you get into it. So I prefer to think about whales, you know? <laughs> it's like, man, that's pretty deep. <laughs> Have you had any um, experience... Uh, either directly or through someone else with magic, Frank? Or maybe have you known someone who's been into some kinds of magic? Oh, yes. I, I mean, being down here in South Florida, Santeria is a magic in its own, in its own right. You know, every other person you meet is, at least down here, mm -hmm. has green and yellow beads on, which signifies something. Uh, you know, when they have them, you know, they're kind of in their practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. So as far as that, that's down here, like, all over the place. But then I've met people, like, I've met somebody who thought she was a witch before, who believes she is a witch. That's right. We, we had a, a, an interview with her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's somebody that I've come across that has given magic in a different light. I, but the thing that I liked about her is that she... She never, I never felt like, at least, she never showed me that it was something that she wanted. Uh, she never used it to hurt anybody. It's always about self-fulfillment and helping in, in, in any sense, you know? Now, again, was she fucking having private seances? I don't know. I mean, what if she was? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It is what it is then in that case. I guess it's just, what is she doing it for? Like, if she's putting spells on people, then I find there's a problem with that. Like, if she's trying to, mm. you know, use her, her magic for her own personal gain, then... I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't align with that in that case. But she never showed me any of that. And it's good to just tell people's story and not judge it, right? And that was kind of part of that. Yeah. Was having her come on tell her story and and not sit here and think that we can look down on it, you know. So I'm thinking back to the definition that Adrian the Fifth had towards the beginning of the show about magic, and I remember you mentioned something, something particularly stood out, or specifically stood out. It was about will or your will. And, and how that plays into the magic. And I want to say something to that, but could you give me that definition again? Because there's something that I want to, I want to touch on. It's the, the concentration of will uh, aimed at the changing of reality. Mm -hmm. Right. Or the changing of perception. A lot of people think that's, you know, in the David Copperfield way, it's changing other people's perceptions, which is... Mm you know, illusionary magic, which is true. And you, you can use that to the effect of getting people to buy into an agenda. But is it really true if they're really not doing it? If, if the Gulf of Tonk Tonkin uh, attack, right, that started the Vietnam War mm -hmm. was an act of magic because the way it was presented to people left out certain details that would have made it seem like, you know, a fraud. 
So the way that people's perception in the, in the mass sense can be changed is part of that. But a lot of people thinking that way leave out the fact that if you change your own perception and you reprogram your own, you know, hard coded mm -hmm. uh, programming, you can actually not just heal yourself, but then start getting into the mass media space, especially now, because look, look at what we have available right now in the, in the form of a podcast mm -hmm. to expose people to a different way of thinking, you know, that could benefit them and that could give them uh, a much more enjoyable experience of life, which I think is the purpose of our imagination, which is, which is all that magic is. I'm, I'm glad that you, you reiterated it again, because it also helped me to reconsider like what the direction I was going, which was the wrong direction. The way you described it, I think it's, it's spot on. It's it's the key like to to all of this conversation about magic. It's not about changing. Okay, I'll speak for myself. What I think it really is more about. I don't think it's about changing other people's perceptions. Which, you know, whatever. You know, I'm sure it's possible. People do it, can do it. But the the key thing about it is changing your own perception, right? And. <laughs> This is where the subtleness comes in, because it isn't just like I'm going to say to myself, oh, it's you know what? It's raining outside, but I see the sun and, and, and now the sun comes out because I, it's it's not like that, you know, but in a way it kind of is because but you have to really you have to really believe it. You have to really feel that shit. Right. And simply in changing how you're thinking, it, it, it affects the things around you. You don't you don't have to change your feeling. You have you are you familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy? Yeah, it's all that. That's it. You you trigger the emotion by doing the action, with the expectation that the emotion will come, or the okay, or got you, got you. The feeling will come. Okay. Yeah, the the same way that you train dogs. You know, you could use a clicker to get them to associate your their attention towards the sound uh, with a treat or a reward or a command. But the point is, is you grab their attention and you, they, you reward them for that. So mm -hmm. once they once they realize that, you can pretty much get them to do anything. That's a dog. Now, humans, uh, we are we are just from birth, bro, from in this time right now, from birth, subjected to fate, to the whims of our parents, of uh, the people around us, the society at the time. You know, and all of the different conditions of that environment. So it's all very, uh, in a way, chaotic. You could you could see a lot of re relative chaos. So you grew up the way that you did. You didn't question it when you were a kid. But when you look back, you think, "Whoa, that was that was pretty cool," or "That was pretty fucked up," or "That was pretty dangerous," or "I wonder, you know, how how I really felt about that," or you might have even blocked it out. But the point is, is that that ends up becoming our programming for the rest of our lives. We have from the age of you know birth to seven years old, all of the programming that we're going to have subconsciously you know recorded in us has been acquired. And then it's just playing out in cycles of repetitive cycles. Do you think that has anything to do with, at that age range, I think our imagination is running exactly. wild as well. Do you think mm -hmm. there's any parallels with that? That's where you're like dreaming about what your life could be like yeah. without realizing that's what you're doing. These things end up manifesting in a way, you know? I'm a believer, man. So is, has society, would you say society has, and I say society, I don't even just mean in a particular country. I mean, really generally, like, has it deliberately or, or have we deliberately changed the focus from the time that we're young? Because when, from when, the, from when we're young, like, that's just, you know, all babies are born the same way, right? I, we're all completely reliant on 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 the, our parents or or whoever to, to we're completely defenseless but at the same time like you said at, at that really critical age time span from whenever to 7 or so it's also when your imagination is 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 strongest let's say mm -hmm. and most active most active and that should be the time when this kind of thinking should be encouraged should be supported right but instead it's like our societies have gone in the direction of, okay, playtime is over. Now we need to start thinking. Now this is the real world, and this is how you you need to start deciding about this, this, and this. And you're gonna have to deal with this, this, and this. And and it moves us away from that way of thinking. 
And I, I wonder if it's a conscious thing that we did to get people away from the power of being able to really tap into that kind of magic. Dude, I mean, imagine this is all from the factory line. This is from like the industrial revolution thinking. Let's mm-hmm. get them. Let's get them all in a factory. Let's make them factory workers. You know, and we're going through this uh, immense change, like tremendous change right now, from a manufacturing or production based um, system into a data system, into an information system. It, mm-hmm. It's not just about producing content it's about how does that content interact with you know the user and how does you know how how does that interaction work out and what can we gain from it because what they want to do and they being us (laughs) everyone what we all want to do is create a system that is more intelligent that tells us what we what we like what we don't like what's available who else is out there providing what you know um who who else is out there um dedicated to something that is of value to someone else if you see, I just send you a picture of the Chicago Bulls and we talked about symbols and hidden meanings. If you flip it upside down, it's a robot reading a Bible. See the robot? <laughs> what the hell? Tell me that's not a mind fuck. I mean, it's a robot reading something. Why did, where did the Bible I don't know if it's from? a Bible. I don't know if it's a Bible. Why, it's a book. Why is, it's who a book. threw in the Bible? It says it. It says it there in the text. I sent you. Read the, fuck, read the fucking text. I read the, I don't want to read the text, bro. I want to look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Starbucks. Notice the use of the stars and the symbols and the circular rings around the logos. The circle within a circle often symbolizes a secret society. The outer circle is unaware of what the inner circle does. Moreover, it contains a pentagram. The symbol that we are referring to is a sigil of Baphomet, sometimes called the seal of Satan by devil worshippers. The symbols with the goat headed actually predate Satanism, the five points of the inverted pentagram. In the context of the side, represent either the material world as more important than the spiritual. Do you think they're looking too much into that? That's exactly right. That's what that's what the magic is. The the easiest way to describe it is how you just said it. Making the material world more important than the spiritual world is an inversion of nature, mm. and mankind has been fooled into thinking there is just this life on this lonely little planet in a solar system that is just spinning around in the same forever and ever you know like on a plate which to me never made sense you know but Mm -hmm. never mind that and in the vast expanse of space you know of course there's intelligent life out there of course the government is in contact with it that's the thinking right Mm -hmm. but you know nothing ever comes of it and it's not productive thinking and it's not you know, anything like, I don't know, there's there's just a lot of uh, hoping that somebody will save you. And that's the, the, the feeling that most people have. And so the people that end up becoming those heroes are, uh, you know, like conflicted characters, figures. You know, they're not perfect. They they can't solve everything. Mm-hmm. They can't do it in, in one term, you know. Uh, but these are the people that get invested with this belief that, somebody's going to save me hmm. and and that's the putting material reality above spiritual because in a way it's it's doing it like it complies with saying spiritual is more important because now I, I i instead of paying attention to those things i have the peace of mind that i have my representative taking care of it for me right and it happens to be something that is either putting force on somebody else or forcefully allowing something else to happen right so you could say the immigration debate is something like that. It says we're going to have more people in your town and they're going to be different than you, you know, or they're going to be new. They're going to be new around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's that kind of stuff. So that's what becomes the outcome of investing belief in people. And um, what ends up happening is you destabilize a culture or a community in the immigration uh, example, right? And uh, then you can bring in a more global or more general culture that is permissive of certain things right that are going to shock the mind or offend the senses you know for some people who are more traditional and uh and that's kind of what the magic is that's playing out right now changing the world completely inverted to make it more of a hell realm for most people you know just to get by what they have to do i'm I'm thinking of the person working in the amazon factory you know Mm mm-hmm and uh, the supposed, you know, terrible conditions and all of this. And I don't know anything about it. I, I 
I couldn't get on either side of the fence about it. I just think um, it's unfortunate. And if I were in that situation, I'd want to get out and I'd think of a way of how to do that, you know. Mm. And, you know, back to the point of the practical, that's what it is, man. If you find yourself in a situation you want to change and you're confident that you can, you will. I love it. Yo, I send you another picture. Walt Disney, 666. You saw it? I see it. I do. There's one about the Freemasons here. Coca-Cola being the most popular soft drink. Its corporate logo exhibits a beautiful cursive graphic that dissects the Freemasons anti-Islamic message. Read it what? in verse, and it says in Arabic, no Muhammad, no Makkah. I don't read Arabic, so... Hey, you think they're reaching or what? No, I've yep. seen that before. Dude, I, I when I got into the topic of magic, I went more into the philosophical. And um, I like I told you, I, I got some knowledge from these YouTubers that were from like the the hood magicians, you know? And they were mm -hmm. just the hood, the hood mystics, I guess. And the others um, were like, the people from the Middle East who were talking about their ancient Arabic traditions of, you know, magic, for lack of a better word. You know, the appearance of these these genies, jinns, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. what those were. And so now, like, it does veer a bit from here, and just, you know, warnings to anyone listening, into the <laughs> realm of more the spiritual and the subjective, because that's what that is. When you were talking about... Um, what I, what I heard earlier was discussion about angels, you know, like these archetypes that are beneficial and um, values that are beneficial and life preserving and just natural, you know, part of the, the natural course for for mankind for a long time, survival and, you know, self sustainability. And how do you know, how did people on the plains raise a family back in the day, you know, how to build community, what the the norms for society were then and how do they remain and how have they been changed how have some of those bonds been just broken right between generations all of this stuff is playing out right now and um that's where some of the the black magic so to speak is going mm -hmm. but it's all yin and yang so for that amount of uh so-called evil going on there's also a righteous uh you know under subconscious mm -hmm. thing that's just it's like a slingshot being mm -hmm. pulled, you know, in, under the conditions that we're in right now. So it's possible that we are um, close to uh, witnessing some kind of massive, I would say, global event where people's just, I mean, people can be influenced or can be veered by somebody with a good intent in a very cost effective way and very uh, just effective way right now. Mm. I think it's primed for such an event. And it can be attributed to somebody doing it, or it could be just a, you know, weird quantum event that just happens because one person or a group of people have stumbled on it. And then, you know, hundredth monkey, the rest of the, the globe, you know, you think we're you think we're primed because we've we've because you mentioned yin and yang. You, you think it's because we've gone through recent times with the opposite kinds of people? We could call. We could just say everything I said is equal to woke, and when you he see the hand, you know the magician's hand, you see their intent or what they're really trying to um, get and how they've gotten it so far. Then it makes you aware, and I think becoming aware of uh, the tactics of not your enemy but somebody who's trying to influence you. Well, why do you use the term woke? You're using it in the in the sense of how it's being used in. No, in man, every, media every, today? Everything in media today is an inversion. So okay. they say woke, they really mean like duped or some shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a joke, bro. They're 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 comedians. They're the devil is an entertainer, you know? Mm. So everything you see in the in the in the media it has to be laughed at, bro. When I when I was watching just the news, my like around my parents, I would laugh and my parents wouldn't know why. And I would just be laughing because the, the person on TV is wearing a mask and there's literally no one around them. Hmm. And then you got to think, oh, they're doing it to um, influence people into, you know, wearing a mask no matter what outdoors. And then you see people in their cars, you see people jogging and they're wearing masks. And it, it's just very, it's very effective. And it's true. People will. Yeah, you're talking about medical masks for the Corona thing. Yes, um, it, precisely. For the current events of our times, the things that are real and going on right now that matter. 
mm. that are very, very real. I'm not saying they're not in, this, in any any fashion at all. Um, it is very real. But the, the way that it gets um, propagated is a form of magic that I, I laugh to myself because I'm like, people don't really fall for that, right? There's not really influencing people, but it is. And there's a percentage of people that can be easily, easily manipulated. You know, there have to be protections made by government for those people. And then sometimes those protections become a way of, you know, like cutting out people that would benefit from having access to certain things. I want to bring up the question. Do you think that the government with everything that it knows and everything that it does, you think it uses magic against us to kind of because I mean, we talk we talk about these hidden symbols. And I think the scariest thing about that is you understanding that you you have that in yourself, but that you might also be under that spell. You know, I think social media nowadays is a perfect way to draw somebody in and have them right where you want them, right? Because you, you know, you're controlling what they're seeing. These algorithms now are, are being tailor-made towards how you surf the web and, and the things you look at. So do you think it gets that deep? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Think of, uh, think of the Instagram influencers as, I don't know, man. Let's, let's break it down. Like I was saying, uh, the, the magician is an individual. The crowd is a collective. Mm. The individual performs for the collective. What we have in the social media space is nothing new, right? It has just made uh, the ability to be an entertainer or an, you know, an individual, right? Uh, easier access to, to a collective. You go out and you gain your collective and then you influence them or you, you, you show them shit. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what it is. It's just commerce, nothing new. But they have made it so, and I mean they, I mean the people that create content, mm-hmm. They, they can show their hand in terms of what went into what they do, or they can keep it behind the scenes through clever editing. But it is, it is something that once you become aware of the production behind the end result, mm-hmm. and you see that it's not just stand in front of a camera and talk or you know, get on a podcast and talk, mm-hmm. um, there is also you know, that realization that you can do it too. And then you can do it better. And it becomes this creative thing that is different from music, is is similar to writing and, and improv and all this, you know, and, you, and planning for the most part, dude. Like if you're an influencer, you have to plan your shots, your releases, everything. It's, it's crazy that, you know, Susie from next door is now an influencer, but it, it's the truth. I mean, anybody, just as long as you have the right components, right, it can be done. What do you think about color psychology? You've heard of that term where companies will use specific colors because they trigger certain emotions in, Absolutely, our, yeah. in our brain, like blue and green, Those, even yeah. orange, red, things like that. You yeah. think on some level that, that has to do with some magic? If if this is making me, if it, this is taking me someplace without me knowing that it's taking me someplace, for me, it's like, it's a little weird. I feel a little violated. <laughs> think about think <laughs> about like a local hospital logo. Like yeah. your area hospital has a logo. Blue. It doesn't look anything like the McDonald's logo. It's not like bright yellow, and it's not like red, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like white and like a light blue. The light blue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Color psychology, man. That's another one that they use. When we say they, you know, what we're talking about, but hmm. the magic. I mean, it's it's just. I think it, it this can get so deep, it right? Does. I think that yeah. we need we need like a whole another episode to really because we're touching on different forms. I hope we're not confusing people with the different forms of. That's just kind of showing you the hotspots of, of, of what magic is, I, I guess, in our opinion um, and in Adrian's opinion. But it's to let you know that it's it's around us, man. And, and we do possess that. I, I, I do believe that we possess that. The, it starts with believing it. It well, starts with understanding the power that you have. But the, I believe we all possess that, man. The, East, the, the hidden, the hidden uh, form of magic right now is do as thou wilt. That's it. It's uh, Aleister Crowley said it. And it means everything is will. And love is will, and will is the law. And then, therefore, do as thou wilt is the whole of the law. Hmm. I think that's a direct quote. Yeah, I think so, too. So that's what we're living in right now. But then we also have the social media component. We have the influence component. We have um, the current events component. And I think it's all leading towards um, a shift of mindset that says you have more power than you realize. You have no reason to give it up any longer. Mm. There, I think, you know, 
there's the cryptocurrency component. There's the uh, financial markets of the world right now component. And the there's a real subtle hand there, bro. Like that is really, really subtle what's happening right now. If with any crypto? Yeah, with crypto, with money. Yeah. With uh, decisions that are going to affect millions, billions of people. Most part in a good way, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, the jury's out, you know? We'll see. So what I'm getting from you is that you, you feel that there's that we're on the verge of having some shift towards the positive. Yeah. Okay. In a lot of ways. I think we're going to get a, tons of free money. And as long as people see the value in, in work and doing stuff, you know, you can have a prosperous future legally or whatever in terms of uh, debt and, you know, the long-term effect of that, what that means. I'm not totally sure. I don't know if there's going to be like any kind of debt forgiveness, um, but that's a, that's a form of magic as well. You know, the, the concept of debt, the concept of being owing something to someone or being mm -hmm. owed something yourself as mm -hmm. a subject of, of this government or that, you know, benefits and things like that. So these, these are, this is a very basic form of magic that we all just don't question, we expect because of the time we live in, right? And what it all means and how we view it. But we might become more... Uh, able to be independent of those things than we've ever as a civilization have been. So the rise of the individual is what I foresee. And it's not do as thou wilt, but there are some pretty basic tenets, you know, and at the foundation of that, I think, is just faith that there is meaning in life and that you're supposed to experience some pretty uh, amazing things, you know, going forward wow. instead of be subject to fear and lockdown, you know, even within your own community, you could make it something more special. Um, or, you know, display what it is that you are passionate about. I hope you're right, brother. <laughs> I hope we're going yeah. in the right direction, not the wrong one. If you look outside, bro, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. Another Sunday, and it's it's just great, man. But that's not to say that other people's experiences are not the same. Hmm. And that's not to say that if you change yours and you enjoy yours, you're, you know, you're giving some credence to a higher power some other form of creator which makes you yourself a more powerful creator yeah finding purpose in the reason why you're doing what you're doing and i was created whatever. but yet i am a creator yeah all right so i think that there's that's where the rise of the individual is coming and uh some of the things that are going to become possible because if you think you know technology is amazing uh abundance is is more amazing mm. you know like I think we're coming into a time of abundance, but it's a double-edged sword. So, you know, you got to make it worth your own while. Yeah, I hear that. I want to I wanna ask, you know when there's these these unexplained things that happen, when people say, oh, it was a miracle, you know, or mm -hmm. they said that he wasn't going to walk again and he's walking again. Mm -hmm. Can we attribute that to magic? Or is that a stretch? Uh, I think so, man. That's that's faith. That's mm. The, the power of faith power is of believing belief right. yeah i think that's what cynic was saying earlier though as well that you know you really have to believe this shit right yeah yeah i i think that if you can tap into that and and get beyond the uh superficial uh aspects uh or the superficial traps let's say then that belief um I think really could be really is a powerful powerful thing. I certainly don't have any I don't have any major like experiences that I can uh can share from my own experience, but that's not to say that I've not had um some experiences, some moments um uh, that maybe could be described as magical, uh, where where maybe could be described as you're left almost speechless just, you know, because of how things seem to unfold around you you know and i think those are the moments that that i probably could describe you know as as magic working you know in my in my life but i've not been i i definitely fall into that materialistic trap so i i'm as much as i really love the the topic um and the possibilities and like i it's really difficult for me to break out of that trap of of materialism and to it's like it's like trying to get a um a heroin addict off of heroin <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, <man>. it's, <laughs> you know what i mean it's i'm sure some people uh, manage it but <laughs> most <laughs> probably I'll, I'll don't. Give you, 
I'll, I'll give you a, an exercise that will, will show you what I'm talking about. Because what you're going to do is basically imagine, right, that you're counting money. Visualize. Visualization. In your, in your mind. In your mind. In your mind, you're going to hold a stack of bills, right? And, you're, and they're all going to be $100 bills. And you're just counting them. You know, pick a number where it gets to specifics, but you're just counting that stack in your mind, keeping count of the total. And every night when you're going to bed, do that in your in your imagination. It doesn't have to be money. It could be whatever. It doesn't have to money's, be money. Money's an example. This is the this is the exercise I'm giving here. Yeah. And it is specifically money. So you're counting you're counting bills. Like, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you you could also try something like more. Because uh, some people money doesn't. That's not what they would want out of it. Right. I guess okay. Saying, so let's know? let's do a more so basic one. Depends on the individual. Yeah. You're you're climbing a ladder. All right. Okay. With your imaginary left hand, you're grabbing onto the side of the ladder. You're stepping up with your imaginary right foot, you know, and so forth and so on, changing legs and and hands and feet mm. and sides right and you just climb up and when you get to the top you climb down for three nights in a row mm -hmm. and do this in your imagination uh in a position that you normally wouldn't fall asleep in right okay that's step step one do that three nights in a row and during the day how right, long are you doing it for i'm sorry how long how long should you be doing until you fall asleep in a but in an unnatural position so you're going to fall asleep in that unnatural if, you don't, if you don't sleep on your on your stomach you know, sleep, lay on your stomach as you're thinking about this. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then on the other side, during the day, write notes to yourself in places that you'll, you'll see it saying, I will not climb a ladder. All right. Throughout your house and then sit on it. Let it, let it go. Okay. You guaranteed you're going to climb a ladder and it's not going to be by your choice. It's just going to be the events that are occurring are going to lead you to have to climb a ladder. You mean in, in physical reality, you're going to in, end up in, in a situation in, where you'll have to climb a ladder? <laughs> in material reality, yes. Okay. This is the power of your subconscious. And all you have to do is hypnotize yourself. So, what, what, so in, one, in one part of it, we're visualizing us climbing the ladder. Mm -hmm. And in the physical, in the imagination part, in the physical realm, the one that we are, we're in, we're having clues that says we will not climb the ladder. Not just. You are consciously writing down something that contradicts your subconscious programming. You are consciously writing, I will not climb a ladder. Consciously. Okay. To contradict something that you have subconsciously programmed at night before. Right? Uh -huh. The point being, the subconscious is way more powerful in terms of manifestation and creation of reality and, and things than people realize. I see what you mean. I love this you exercise. You can't combat it with your conscious thinking. You can't say, I will not climb a ladder and then expect that material reality will not force you to have to mm. based on something you will, will see as a sign from your subconscious programming. Wow. I love that exercise and I love that we have a practical thing for some people, for people to try because I want yeah. to hear people's experience i want you to do it as it was described i will do it frank i expect I you to it. do it i, I want will do it <laughs> um that's that's cool man that's really cool cool yeah. stuff man that's if you listen back to the episode everything i said will make a lot more sense <laughs> no i love it hey listen and we're just scratching the surface there were some other things we want to get into but i felt like you know what we'll just say that for the next episode we don't got to give it all to him in one shot it's time to shake, right, and roll, Cynic. We we reached that hour, man. We yeah. reached that hour. Before we get into the into the quote, do you wanna do you wanna say anything, my man? Um. Well, I think the it was a great great show. Uh, to be honest, it, it was. I didn't know what to expect because we had a uh, initially had a different um, plan for what we were doing today, and then you told me no, your boy's coming on, and you told yes, me sir. like some of what he's interested in. Uh, so I, I was, was kind of like, kinda don't like worry, along for the ride. <laughs> we're good. I like the way you think. I like your 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 frame of mind. Your, your, the things that you, the, the the way you're processing stuff is, you're definitely a friend of the show. So you're welcome back anytime. Oh no, Adrian the Fist is gonna be a recurring member here, man. Appreciate He's that. Stuck brother. with us. We got him on contract already. <laughs> I'm retainer. All right. Well, I'm a retainer, baby. <laughs> cool. What I got? I got the quote. You got the quote, baby. The same I got with the, the quote. quote. Shake, right on the roll. We out skis. 
All right, here it is, guys. And above all, watch with glittering eyes the whole world around you, because the greatest secrets are always hidden in the most unlikely places. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. That's from Roald Dahl. So poignant. That's perfect. Think about that, huh? That's perfect, man. Let's go. It's been a real pleasure, man. I'm really like uh, happy to be here. Oh, uh, we're happy to have you, man. Sure you fucking good. knocked it out the park today, dude. Yeah. Got some yeah, big shoes to fill absolutely. for you. Absolutely. You did great, man. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It was great having you. I just feel like we should have done a two-hour episode today. I feel like we didn't have enough time, in a sense, you know. I, yeah, I'm shocked. It's, all right. that it's already over an hour. <laughs> it's so. already fucking over an hour. You know, but it's cool, man, because it's going to give us something to look forward to when we come back around. And I think people are going to enjoy this one, man. Hopefully, hopefully they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely looking forward to the next one because that at least one topic that we were thinking of touching on today. And I think you're absolutely right. We should save it um, and we'll make an episode out of it. Which one is that? Well, well, we, keep I guess guessing. they have to come back and see, we're man. Gonna I think they're going to have to come back and join us. <laughs> we'll tell you off the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. Same time, same place, same channel. Un chus. Peace.